Welcome to the Removing Confusion Podcast. This is Tom Richardson. It is August 28th, 2021. Uh, For me to play a song like that must mean something. Simply means that that's how the entire world looks at us right now, is this we are no good. We're no good as an ally. We're no good as a friend. We're just plain not in their best interest, good. And, you know, the United States, for almost all of its existence, has tried to do those things which are right. Now, we aren't perfect. No nation is. We all make mistakes. We all do things that, uh, from a Christian perspective, we sit there and look at it and say, that just isn't good stuff right there abortion, homosexual marriage. We can go through all those litany of things, but those all happened in the, uh, in the modern era. In the, in the uh, old days, we played the game very much like John Paul Jones would say. He was the, one of the, he was the father of the United States Navy. Uh, he went to fight the British on their waters right off of England. And they told him, strike your colors. In other words, raise your hands and give up. Strike your colors. Take down the American flag and, and, uh, and surrender. He said, no. Uh, I don't have the entire quote in front of me, but the one part of it that means anything is, I have only begun to fight. And then he took it to him. And because of his actions, taking on the world superpower, Britain, at that time, they were the world superpower. They were more powerful than the Roman legions were prior to them. They had a navy that was unequaled. They had a hard-trained I mean, they wore those red coats. You have to wonder about that. But they, 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 they were hard, and they were trained, and they were ready to do battle to death. They didn't think that we'd ever stand up to them. But we did. The thing about the Britons or the British is they had good leadership at the time. They had strong leadership. King George didn't take any garbage from anybody. He was ready to defend what he believed was his, but he didn't know that he would be defending it against guys who were well willing to take their squirrel guns into the city squares and out on the field and take him down. But because of what John Paul Jones did when he said, I, we have only begun to fight or I've only begun to fight. The French came in on board with us and with their Navy and their help, we won the revolutionary war which gave us the freedoms that we have twiddled away ever since with one bad leader after another. Now that back in the day, you know, you had Washington, Jefferson, you know, Adams, 
Lincoln, you know, and people say Lincoln wasn't any good. Well, you know, he had to deal with a lot. Civil War is not a thing to see. But he wasn't, and this is the title for today. I don't know how long I'll go, but I'll give you the title. Feckless. F-E-C-K-L-E-S-S. Feckless. You hear that a lot from newscasters, and I may have even said it here. And nobody, uh, I shouldn't say that. I may rephrase. Maybe some of us don't know what that really means. What does the word feckless really mean? I mean, you can, you can look at it and kind of get an idea. Anything that ends with less, L-E-S-S, is usually less than something. Uh, feckless, careless and irresponsible, feeble or ineffective, spiritless, weak, useless, worthless. Does it remind you of anyone or anything, a government right now that is run by a boob, Mr. Marbles, scrambled egg brain. You know, I don't want to pick on the guy. I do believe he's got dementia. I believe he is cognitively unaware of some of the stupidity that comes out of his mouth. Them shots of B12 wear off pretty quick. And then they go back in. Now, the, the, he's been in, in several... Uh, news, what do you call those, uh, press conferences since this Afghanistan debacle. He's not taken one question. Donald Trump would never get away with that. They would be tearing the skin off of him. They'd probably try to impeach him for not taking a question. This guy gets a free pass on everything because he's a Democrat. It's because he's a Satanist. And if you look at it very deeply, Jason Whitlock was on Tucker Carlson the other day, and uh, he said it right out front, and I give him credit because it takes a lot for a man of faith to stand there and say the truth sometimes. It shouldn't, but we do have those moments. And uh, I thought I had that. Here it is. I'm going to play the clip because it's well worth hearing. Jason Whitlock, he he runs uh, outkick.org or something like that. I mean, and destroying this country. What, what do you think? I've always wondered this. Tucker like, Carlson. What is the actual support for the ideas? Not, you know, do you like Trump or Biden? But, for example, do you think men can get pregnant? Or do you think some races are morally superior to other races? Like the core idea is the Democratic Party. How many Americans actually believe that stuff, would you guess? I don't think 5% of America believes it, maybe. 10%, I don't know. Tucker, I'm going to say something that's difficult to unpack in this short amount of time, but it's what I truly believe. I think a lot of what the left supports is satanic. I'm just sorry. It's it's in direct objection to God and in direct objection to the Judeo-Christian values that were at the foundation of this country. And those Christian values are why we made so much progress in terms of freedom and humanity and the way we treat everybody. Yes, it was hard, but our Christian values compelled us to sacrifice our lives for the freedoms of other Americans, of slaves. 
and, and through the civil rights movement, our Christian values compelled us to take risks and fight for equality and the equality of opportunity for everybody. I, I just, I see a lot of what's going on here is, and I'm just sorry, I, I'm a man of faith. I was raised in the church. Th- this stuff is satanic. That, that's what's... Do you hear that in your church? Do you hear your pastor blatantly call out the evil that's going on around you? Or is he sitting there just telling you, oh, it's okay. I got some social justice issues we can cover today, and then we'll go out and, you know, do nothing. Come back later tonight and hear some of the same. Or come back on Wednesday. Or or some places it's Sunday to Sunday, period. Come back next Sunday. I'll have a message for you on how to grow peas in your garden because that's what the wheat and the tares parable is all about. And I'm telling you, I'm sick of it. Tired. Let's go through some stuff. I, I actually have a funny thing <laughs> I'm going to throw out there. You know, uh, we wondered where was Joe Biden in this whole thing when the Afghanistan deal kicked off? Where where was this guy? What what happened to him? You know, he, he, he they say he was hiding at Camp David. Well, a friend of mine came up with this. He says, now nah. he says, I think him and Jill got into a fight, and you know, she kind of runs the show. She's wearing the pants in the family, and she said, Joe, go to the Oval Office and stand in the corner. And from that day till now, he's still looking for the corner in the Oval Office. It's Oval, just so you get the joke. He's still looking for that corner. Okay, it wasn't that funny, but it was funny. I mean, I, I got a kick out of it when, I, when my buddy told me. I, I, I added a little bit to get it going. You know something? We have a world that's in a mess. I've got two sheets here of paper I don't know if I'm going to go through it today or not because it is, it's really dire stuff. And I want to be able to bring you uplifting things. I, you know, like a joke about Joe Biden trying to find a corner in the Oval Office. You know, uh, but he, you know, he, he, he didn't have any trouble. The Secret Service will make sure he gets out of there. They'll open the door. And here you go, sir, come this way. Those guys are probably like, what are we doing? What kind of job did I take here? I'm not a, I'm not a. I'm not a Secret Service agent. I'm a babysitter. Who's feckless in this world? Who's F-E-C-K-L-E-S-S, feckless? Well, first off, Biden. He doesn't care what he's done. He's found a way to funnel it all back to Trump. It's Trump's... It's Trump's, uh, we had to go by his plan with the, with the Taliban, as he said, the Taliban. None of us say it that way. It's just Taliban. Yeah, he, the Taliban. He's trying to be all, I'm above you. Listen to how I pronounce words. The Trump plan was totally different as it leaks out more and more to what they did here. They did not go by the so-called Trump plan. They went by their own and yanked out service members and left others standing stock still. Now we've given up Bagram Air Base 
air base, people. It's not an airport. Kabul has an airport. Let that sink. An air base. Base is a military term. We left the military air base to the Taliban. Well, it was easy. It's better to to keep Kabul. It's the more important city. This was a more important piece of property, a huge piece of property with military hardware and everything, and we just left it. So guess what? They get more of our guns, more of our weapons, more of our body armor that it can put on and sit on TV and show us. Yes, I sound mad because I am. I'm watching our nation get flushed by a bunch of boobs that don't care. My wife's not here right now. That's <laughs> she was she think I was having a stroke up here. This this week has been something. I I've uh I've been a little remiss in coming to you over the uh microphone here because it's way you uh, kind of you know the news guys keep it flowing and then I I try to watch what they're saying and and search things out and I listen to a lot of other podcasts I listen to a lot of different people Steve Bannon Doug Hagman Steve Quayle um, Dan Bongino I mean these are guys that I kind of trust that are going to give me some straight skinny on some stuff or funnel it in the right direction. You get a lot of stuff all at once. It's like trying to drink out of a, a, a drink, uh, take a drink of water out of a fire hose, as they say. So here's where we're at. No better off now than we were before. 18 months we went without losing a soldier in Afghanistan, and in one day we just lost, what is it, 13? They had one of the soldiers' father on uh, Tucker Carlson as well. Is it? It, it, it? I actually had tears in my eyes listening to it. Are we going back into Afghanistan? I'm going to tell you right now. The real soldiers in the military, the real soldiers, not those idiots that you see, the generals, Millie and uh, whoever else. I can't think of their names, and I don't have them written down here because I don't care. They're, they're, they're feckless people. They don't care. Their ignorance has allowed this to happen. There was a lieutenant colonel that, that did a, a Facebook Live deal from the Marine Corps who lost his job, but he said, I don't care. I've got to tell the truth. These people haven't stood up for us here. They just went along with what Joe Biden said was okay, pull the plug and come out, and left men stranded in places where the Taliban surrounded them they had to send in british special forces the sas special air service to rescue our people and then we have these young men dead they're not they don't get to come home except in in a in a flag draped casket think about that it's Hard to think about that. But the thing of it is, is nobody, it'll, it'll be yesterday's news in, in a week or three. 
It'll all be washed away by the next big thing that happens. But those families that lost their kids and their brothers and their sons and their husbands and wives, that, that's never going to be over for them. And they get to sit there and wonder, why did, why did the government do what they did? Why did they think it was okay to leave my loved one behind to do a, a job that nobody really wants to do? I'm going to tell you something. When you raise your hand, you, take, you swear an oath. I've sworn at least three of them in my lifetime. One in the military, one in a couple of, the, of uh, government jobs that I'd taken over the years. I swore to uphold the rules and regulations of the Constitution of the United States and the rules and the laws and the, and the uh, orders of my commanders over me without question. Of course, you know me. If you do know me, I always question. But I, when I, did, I did what I was supposed to. You always do what's legal. They can't make you do what's illegal. But uh, the main gist of it is is you raise your hand and you, you swear to defend and, and to protect the nation that you swore to. That's this one, United States of America. And those young men did, and they, they lost their lives for it. We owe them a great debt. And we owe somebody in Washington, D.C. a great coming up. He needs to be settled straight. He shouldn't. I, if I was any one of those parents or sons, daughter, or husband, or wife, wouldn't let that guy near my loved one without wearing an orange jumpsuit and a pair of handcuffs. We've had a dire day here, folks. A dire day. And then there's the many, many that were injured. We don't know to what extent. I don't know. But this is horrible. This is deplorable. That's their word. That's what the word they like to use on people like me and you, if you're a, a, a red Republican or conservative or just a real American. You're a deplorable. Baskets of deplorables. It's like baskets of bad tomatoes. But they'll cry and they'll make they'll make nice and people will say, Oh, look at him, he's he's empathetic. Like I've said before, all of them are not empathetic. Nancy Pelosi and the rest of your screwball white white skirt wearing hoes, you're pathetic. Period. Look at the state of California. It looks like a homeless encampment. She runs it. She runs her mouth. She runs nothing else. So who else is feckless in our little society here? I'd say the government for sure. Biden is right at the top of my list. The media, who spreads the gospel of Joe Biden, the gospel as it, as it, according to Joe Biden. You know, he, in the beginning of this Afghanistan debacle, it was like, what have we done? Look what he's done. I think he made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. And then it's a, as we started to airlift all the Afghans out, notice that it's Afghans, not Americans. They airlift them out. 
It's all this, oh, nobody else could have pulled off the airlift like Joe Biden. He's done such a wonderful job on the airlift. Look what he's done. Isn't he wonderful? He's so empathetic. Puke. Here's the one that really hits home for me. What The mainstream church is becoming feckless, reckless. Let's reread the terminology that goes with feckless, careless and irresponsible adjective, feeble or ineffective adjective. Here's a big one, folks. Think about it, pray about it, wonder about it. Spiritless, weak, useless, worthless. Now, I don't, I don't ever want to say that the church is, is uh, useless or worthless. God can redeem anything. But right now, most of it, they're just doing Sunday to Wednesday to Sunday. You know, we'll throw in a few nice things we do here and there. People will look at us and say, oh, what wonderful people you are. But they're not telling their people the truth. You know, and you don't need to get up there and do a, a media outlet revealing on Sunday morning. But I think people need to see the connection. Now, I know a friend of mine who does that rather well most of the time uh, over in Columbus, Ohio, who, who does a pretty good job of, of doing a prophecy update, and he brings the Bible into play, much like I, I've done here and there now and then. But that's not my calling. My calling is to uh, preach the gospel. And every once in a while, I'll just get mad, I guess. And <laughs> that's, that's not true. Be angry and sin not. I'm trying to learn that verse very well and apply it to my life because this last week has been one of those weeks where, you know, everything crashes on you at once to see how much Satan can get away with in your life. You know, personal things have happened. You know, my wife and I are strong and we're strong together, but other personal things have happened in our lives that tested us. The, the world as a whole, I could go on, but I don't need to. This isn't a show that I ever do about me. I'm just giving you a, an example of feckless people, feckless organizations. You know, When you sit there on your church on Sunday morning and you hear the, a sermon that's been dredged up from months and years ago, oh, I'll add a little something new, and it doesn't really – do anything i mean you sit there and you go well, what am i doing here you know well what, what, you know what hey what are we gonna have for lunch today or, i hear the buffet's open again we better hit the buffet while we can because i know they're gonna lock it all down sooner or later you're thinking about the nap you're gonna take or whatever let's go over some things so i'm not feckless <clears throat> You hear the rustling of paper, that means you know I'm looking at my notes. The mainstream church, let's just tell stories. Connect them a little bit to a scripture, but tell a bunch of stories. That way people don't, you know, they leave here uplifted. Let's not explore, or I'm sorry, expose the darkness. You are called to, in Ephesians 5, and I think it is verse 11, to expose the works of darkness. Not to be a part of them, but reprove them. If you're not doing it, you're feckless. Hey, you might be feckless if, 
if you hide in your shell and just act like nothing's happening, you come in here, you close the doors, and then we, we sit down and we sing some songs and we say a prayer and we just act like nothing's happening out there in the world because you don't need to worry about that. I've heard that from different places, different churches, different preachers. You don't need to, we don't need to worry about what the Russians are doing. We don't need to worry about what the, the this or that, the Democrats, Republicans, or yes, you do. Not worry. See, that's a word we use. It's, a, it's an English word that means to get fretted up and worried and scared. I'm not fretted. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I am aware. We need to be aware. When you say, well, we don't need to worry about that. No, but you need to be aware of it because I'm telling you something. I went to a store. I won't not mention their name. It starts with a W. And I'm walking around. I'm like, there's a lot of gaps on the shelves, the food shelves. Go down, go down through the canned food. Now, some people say, well, I don't have any trouble finding anything. Well, right now. But I'm telling you right now, I, I looked. I, I just looked down the aisles. I picked up some things that I thought were worthy of putting on the shelf here at home. But I'm noticing 6 to 12, maybe even 14-inch gaps between, like, the beans. You know, I'm giving you examples. Between the beans and the corn. And, you know, if you look up and down the shelves, some of them are empty. They never used to be. The shipping people has broken down now some people had some friends well, my, my dad and I, I were talking about he says you get out on the road and you'll notice there's all kinds of trucks everywhere yeah but what's in them you know i'm gonna give you some things though because i don't I'm, again tom tom here is not i'm not trying to do uh uh the feckless program this is removing confusion and you need to know what's happening around you because the world is, it's, it's crumbling around us. And, you know, you can sit there and say, Oh, nothing's happening. Don't, don't look here. Baghdad, Bob, back in the old days, you know, no, no, no problem. No troops here. And our United States tanks going down the street behind him or the, or the guy who's preaching to you about, no, nothing's happened. Stand on a, on a, on the edge of a cliff. That's getting ready to fall over. <clears throat> According to the world bank, 44 million people around the around the globe have been pushed into extreme poverty since last June because of rising food prices. 44 million people. Oh, topsoil is going away. So when topsoil goes away, guess what? Things don't grow. Due to ethanol subsidies, almost a third of all corn grown in the United States is now used to make fuel. This is putting a lot of stress on the price of corn and the availability of corn to eat for us and cows and pigs and horses. Lack of water. Now, this is a big deal. There's a, uh, there's a video you can watch. It's, uh, it's a trailer for a movie that's upcoming called Mega Drought. I sent it to a friend of mine to watch. I don't know if he watches. It's like three or four minutes long. And it's it centers mostly on the United States and what's going on out west. These guys are here talking about like some countries in the Middle East and uh, found themselves forced to almost daily rely on water on other nations for basic food staples. For example, it's projected there will be no more wheat production in Saudi Arabia in the year by the year. Uh, must not uh, misprint twenty twelve. Good Lord, we haven't. This is way past twenty twelve. 
I think he meant 2021. Lack of water. Yeah, they can't they can't even grow anything. You don't have any water, nothing grows. If you don't have water, you die. Water tables all over the globe are being depleted at an alarming rate due to overpumping. According to the World Bank, there are 130 million people in China and 175 million in India that are being fed with grain with water that is being pumped out of aquifers faster than it can be replaced. Uh, so what happens when all that water's gone? You die. <sighs> Systemic depletion in the United States of the Ogallala Aquifer could eventually turn America's breadbasket back into the Dust Bowl. Let's stop with that right there because we could go on and on water shortages are happening water shortages cause food shortages cause death period you can't go without water have a way to store water for yourself and your family at least a gallon a day per person per family if you can do two do two buy the water in bottles i don't care what you do uh buy the Jars and fill them. Uh, get a they they make blivet bags you can put in the in the, uh, the bathtub. <sighs> Berkeley water filters. I'm not a. I don't get sponsored by anybody. So when I say a name, it just means it's a good product. You can you can pump the water right out of your uh, pond or creek or whatever, and let it sit there. It filters and it turns it into clear potable water that you can f- drink and cook with <clears throat> food shortages we already talked about it a bit that's the water shortage food shortage they go together then there's the fuel costs so much to fill a tank you know uh, a fellow is standing next to in the gas line today and he says he filled his truck up cost him 70 bucks he's got a he's got a diesel truck pickup truck can you imagine what it costs a fellow came by the other day that uh did some work for us. He had a, a semi truck, a thousand dollars to fill that truck up. A thousand dollars. They got two tanks on them. Yeah. So you know you got to make up that money somewhere, and you know you're not getting sixty mile the gallon in a semi. You might get five. You know, that's a lot of money, folks. Think about it. Anyhow. I'm not here to be a a dark horse, Uh, but we need to be, we need to be aware right now. And we didn't even go into what they're doing to you with the COVID shots again. And I, and I hammer it. I know I do, but the truth of the matter is the other day I said that uh, Pfizer had authorization. They they, are not authorization. They were approved by the FDA. Uh, I've heard several different stories now since they are not approved. They still are under emergency use. Uh, There's a guy by the name of Stu Peters, S-T-E-W Peters, who runs a show that's much like mine, only video. He's got the face for video, Uh, and he does a very good job. He talked to a girl, a lady, by the name of Karen Kingsley, who used to work for Pfizer. And she explains this very well. I'll try to remember to put that uh, link to that in the show notes. I actually have the entire thing here I could play. 
bits and pieces of, but I didn't chop it up. I'm doing this thing on the, on the cuff for the most part. We have more that we'll cover on that later if God wills. But I'm telling you right now, that thing is deadly. People are dying. I have people coming to me that ask me questions and I, you know, about fatigue and, and, you know, myocarditis, which is, you know, if you know your medical stuff, carda is always something to do with your heart. This thing affects your heart. If it scars your heart, you're done. It's not, you know, it may, maybe won't kill you, but you'll carry that problem around forever. And they want our military all injected. Young men who are in their prime and in their good shape, most of them. I heard that yesterday, 27th August, they had mandated that everyone in the United States Air Force would be injected. If you're not, I'm sure you're going to get court-martialed and thrown out, whatever. I don't know that it came to pass, but that was the Secretary of Defense punching that mandate out there. I've got some other stuff coming on that in a later time as well that you know we'll go over as I vet it a little bit better. But I want to tell you something right now. Look at Israel, the most inoculated place on the planet, and they're being overrun with COVID. Don't let them blame the unvaxxed people. It's the vaxxed as well. Have a great day, great weekend. Go to a church and worship God. If you don't get what you need there, let them know about it. This is Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion Podcast, August 28th, 2021. Have a great day. God bless you.